Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Securiosity. I'm Greg Otto. Whether it's online gaming, manufacturing plants, pharmaceutical companies, aerospace firms, the Winty Group has long been on cybersecurity companies' radars. News about the group surfaced again this week as a report detailed a long list of tools the group has been using to wreak its own brand of havoc across the internet. Shannon Vava reported on the findings for us, but she noticed a fact buried in the report that proved to be particularly interesting. A company named Worldwired Labs seemed to be selling access to malware that was very similar to what WinT Group had been using. So Shannon and myself decided to do a little digging, and what we found was quite interesting, and gave us insight into the way this group runs its operations. Check it out. Okay, joining us now is Shannon Vavra, a reporter with CyberScoop. Shannon, you had probably my favorite story of this week, and one that I would say is my favorite in a couple months. So let's talk about Worldwired Labs. And I say it that way. Forgive me, Shannon and listeners. I am trying not to say Worldwide Labs as much as I've seen this over the past couple of days. So Worldwired Labs. Tell us about it. Tell us what we found. So I have the same problem when I say worldwide lab, so I will also say it like that. Um, Blackberry Silence researchers earlier this week released some research. Uh, they started poking around on some Android malware that they identified linked up with Winty hackers. They're suspected Chinese government linked hackers. They saw it was capable of monitoring phone calls, uh, sending and receiving text messages, tracking victims, geolocation, and a whole host of other capabilities. But when they started looking into the compilation, uh, the decompiled code of the WinT malware, they noticed that it was very similar. Uh, they had a very similar directory structure layout and a naming structure with some Android uh, malware that they'd actually seen sold commercially before uh, called Netwire. And Netwire has been sold through a company called Worldwired Labs. And the reason this is all interesting is because they then started looking at whether it was possible that Winty could have just found this tool available on the internet and co-opted it into their own arsenal for their own ends and, and own operations. But when they looked at when the tools were created, they realized that the Winty version, so far as they know, was created in 2015. That was two years before the Netwire tool and the Android version of the Netwire tool was put out by Worldwired Labs. Yeah, we're talking about the Android version here. This was Android malware. We're not talking about Netwire uh, across the board being possibly linked to this Chinese hacking group, right? This was just the Android version because I believe Netwire has been around for almost a decade. That's correct. Yeah. So Netwire is a multi-platform tool. It's been around for approximately a decade. And we've actually seen it used by nation state and cyber criminal actors before, like the Silver Terrier group or APT33 from Iran and also a Pakistani group. So this is the Netwire tool writ large is not necessarily new to the community, but this Android linkage and possible linkage with Winty group is new. So Worldwired Labs, we know that uh, Silence did a little bit more digging. And let's face it, this is very, very shady. It looks like a shell company. The report doesn't go as far to say, yes, 100%, this is in fact a shell company. But let's talk about the shadiness that Silence found there. One of the other things that's important to note here is when 
the silence researchers were looking at these possible overlaps, they noticed that they couldn't find any of the malware sample in any sort of repositories in public um, domains or semi-public domains. And so without any other possible origins, the linkage sort of grew along with the timing and the overlaps in uh, directory structures and naming structures. But if you look at Worldwide Labs, which you and I both tried to do a little bit, their origins are a little bit murky as well. And they didn't return comment, but you know we, we did try and see where they were located. There's a vague location on the Worldwide Labs website that says they're near Belize City, but there's also an error message that pops up um, on Google Maps at that time. And Greg, you actually found some interesting things about the hosting website too. Yeah, this is where my... OSINT nerd side came out uh, a little bit. I find it funny that they listed Belize City of all places, that cybersecurity hotbed that Belize City Belize is. <laughs> but yeah, so we, you and I did a little OSINT on this and we found that the World Wired Labs website is hosted by a small hosting provider out of Switzerland. And I got to run exactly how many sites this hosting site, Solar Communications is the hosting site. Solar only hosts 78 other websites on their IP addresses. And it is a really interesting gamut if you want to dabble in some shady behavior on the internet. There are a bunch of sites that host illegal sports streams, like if you wanted to pick up uh, an NFL game without NFL Sunday ticket, or if you wanted to pick up a major league baseball game, that was out of market and didn't want to uh, go through uh, an established legitimate channel. There are sites where you can do that. Uh, there were Bitcoin mixers, which cybersecurity community is uh, very well in tune with what happens with Bitcoin mixers. It's just a way to launder your cryptocurrency. There's really no other use for it. There were a bunch of Bitcoin mixers uh, hosted and some other sites that look to be semi-shady regarding the defense funds for uh, people attached to WikiLeaks, like uh, Julian Assange, Jeremy Hammond, Lori Love, just a, a wide array of sites that if you were to visit, you'd go, yeah, I'm going to give my antivirus fits if I stay on this website too long. The evidence is there that Worldwide Labs isn't exactly all it's cracked up to be. And that's what is so interesting about this to me in that, Shannon, what do you think that this says about China's underground that, uh, and let's back up for a minute. We do not definitively know that Winti is Worldwide Labs and that they are running this. There are a lot of other explanations where this could just be, you know, some third party black market stuff. But I I'm wondering what you think it says about China's underground, because we're starting to get more and more reports that China is branching out into its sort of seedy underbelly to find these mercenary hackers to develop this malware. And if this turns out to be something that they've been doing for a while, because this was created in 2015, it shows how hard it is to establish behavior with some of these more sophisticated actors. Yeah, so I think it is really important to stress we we definitely don't have a smoking gun here. There's just a lot of murky evidence and a lot of questions that we're left with. We we don't know for sure that Winty is behind Worldwide Labs or necessarily even the Android Netwire version. Backing up to what Winty is, it would make some sense 
that Winty group or the groups behind Winty would want to try covering their tracks to some extent. They're known to run cybercrime uh, or political espionage operations and economic-based espionage operations, likely on behalf of or at least pushing the interests of Beijing. In, in terms of whether there's an interest there for covering up their tracks, for sure, that's there. And if you're using possibly a front company for plausible deniability, it would make sense to do that. We have had some recent uh, investigations emerge that show some overlap between Beijing and then some of this underbelly of cybercrime in China. So we know that Intrusion Truth has documented for instance, uh, suspected to be APT40 in recent months, has used some front companies uh, that purport to be technology companies or Chinese technology companies in a province called Hainan, but they actually appear to be recruiting for state cyber operations, according to this blog post. And we know that in recent years, Chinese state-run operations have been more willing to blur the line between that private sector sort of contracting operation and then more state-run operations you know, whether that's the PLA or the MSS. Right. And because Winty Group also fits the contractor mold, I feel like, because we've seen them hit a lot of different targets. Like when we see nation state groups that we've attached to the PLA, for instance, like Cloudhopper comes to mind, where Cloudhopper seems to be carrying out the political aspirations or the intelligence aspirations of the Chinese state, whether that is through corporate espionage or breaking into managed service providers, like there is a motive there. It's hard to pull a motive straight from the targets of Winty Group because they've really been all over the place. They have. And and historically, they've been known to target sort of the gaming industry, um, online video gaming industry. And they've been very interested in certificates as well. And if we look back at the history of Winty, too, it kind of started off as a backdoor and then it evolved into a suspected group. And now it's sort of an, uh, evolved into suspected groupings of hackers. And it's not totally clear yet if these are hackers who are explicitly working together or if they're formally linked or if they have some sort of a director directing them or if they're just sort of interchanging personnel back and forth. And that's why they appear to be similar. There's a lot of mystery still about what Winty is all about. And there is one clue in the BlackBerry Silence research that could expose a little bit more behind what the group is all about. There were some instructions in some of the tools that BlackBerry Silence researchers found that would indicate that the creators of the tools were not necessarily using them. Again, that's not a smoking gun for any single one of those theories about what Winty Group is all about, but it does indicate perhaps that this is being sort of outsourced to some extent. Right. Certainly does sound like contract work. And it's interesting because that almost fits what we know about Russia from a cybercrime perspective. We know that Russia likes to lean on their cybercrime syndicate population to carry out all different types of stuff. Obviously, we know the FSB and a bunch of other Russian government groups can do this, but it seems like Russia and China are, are have been realizing over the past three or four years that we can accomplish a lot more if we rely on these contractors. 
there's definitely a comparison to be made here with Russia and how Russia has a relationship with the cybercrime world. There was one time a, a couple years ago that the U.S. Department of Justice had reached out to Russia and said, hey, we want to extradite a cybercriminal from your country. Uh, we'd like to pursue him. And instead, Russia turned around, not necessarily a huge surprise since we don't have an extradition treaty with Russia, but Russia turned around and then co-opted that criminal to then work on behalf of the government. That's sort of the running theory about that operation. And as far as China goes, and, and if, you know, if we do assume Winty Group to be party to um, the CCP or working on behalf of the government, this could indicate that China may be more willing to dip its toes into the world of cybercrime and, and fudge that line a little bit more and even link itself with other nation states and cyber criminals operations. You know, if they are behind some version of NetWire, and they are behind Worldwide Labs, which again, we don't know to be true, it shows that they're willing to have other criminals and other nation state groups possibly use their operations to use their tools in order to obfuscate their identities more. Back to this report, what else did this report say? Because I know it did not concentrate just on this one android rat what else did this report from Silence highlight when it comes to Winty Group? The bulk of the report isn't actually about NetWire or World Wired Labs. It's a 50 or so page report. It, it's fairly dense. It's about remote access tools, and it's primarily about how Winty Group has also been running Linux-based targeting for approximately a decade. It's widely known that Winty has been behind a lot of Windows-based targeting around the world. You know, Akamai, Semantic, Kaspersky, and other threat intelligence operations have been tracking Winty for some time. But this is um, one of the first times that Linux-based targeting is sort of being put out in the open here. And it looks like the Linux server targeting that Winty has done has just happened alongside the Windows targeting. Cool. So it just looks like Winty is Trojans everywhere. It doesn't matter what the operating system is. They have their tools, they have their networks, and they love to go after any and every operating system they can. So really interesting work, uh, Shannon. Let's do it again. Let's hope there's more WorldWired Labs out there for you and I to uh, poke around on because, hey, the OSINT stuff is always fun. After we published Thank that you. story, some people came out of the woodwork to talk more about Winty and the possibility of who is behind NetWire. If you want to talk to Shannon or myself, we have contact information in our Twitter accounts, ProtonMail, Signal, DMs. Let's talk about this because this is really interesting stuff that we're going to be following up on for the months to come. We definitely want to keep looking into what is going on here. And with that, we will talk to you next time. Stay home, stay healthy, and as always, stay curious. <laughs>